Buenos dias. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Lord of the Storm. Are you ready to have an encounter with Jesus? Today we will as we read Matthew chapter 22. I'll be reading from the easy to understand and read EUR Bible, and I invite you to read along with me. Today we get a parable to help us understand what the kingdom of heaven is like. The Pharisees are up to their old tricks as they try to trap Jesus in his words. We hear a story about a woman you definitely don't want to be married to, and more. Let's ask God to bless this reading. Father, open our eyes so we can see you. Help us to tune our ears to your voice. Speak to us as we read your words together, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew 22. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who made a wedding reception for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the reception, but they would not come. Again, he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, Look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding reception. But they ignored it and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. And the rest grabbed his servants, mistreated, and killed them. When the king heard that, he was angry and sent his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding reception is ready, but those who were invited weren't worthy. Go to the intersections of the highways, and as many as you can find, invite them to the wedding reception. Those servants went out to the highways and gathered together as many as they could find, both good and bad. The wedding was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man who didn't have on wedding clothes. He said to him, Friend, how did you come in here not wearing wedding clothes? But the man was speechless. The king said to the servants, Tie him hand and foot, take him away, and throw him into the outer darkness. That is where the weeping and grinding of teeth will be. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and discussed how they might trap Jesus in his words. They sent their disciples to him, along with Herod's supporters, and asked, Teacher, we know that you are honest and teach the way of God in truth, no matter who you are instructing, for you don't show favoritism. So tell us, what do you think? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus knew their evil plans and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me a coin used for paying the tax. They brought to him a denarius. He asked them, Whose image and inscription are on this? They said to him, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and give to God what belongs to God. When they heard this, they were amazed, and left him and went away. On that day, Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection from the dead, came to him and asked, Teacher, Moses said if a man dies and doesn't have any children, then his brother will marry his brother's wife and raise up children for his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. The first married and died, and having no children, his wife married his brother. In the same way, the second also died, and the third, and all the rest of them did the same, down to the seventh brother. After all of them, the woman died. So then, in the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since all seven were married to her? But Jesus answered them, You are mistaken, because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection, there isn't marrying or being given in marriage, but all are like God's angels in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowd heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. 
But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second likewise is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets are based on these two commandments. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think of the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, David's. He said to them, How then does David, in the Spirit, call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? No one was able to say a word to him. And from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So, what did you think of all that? Yeah, that uh, wedding reception story is pretty interesting. Jesus is obviously the one getting married, and those who have accepted him as Lord, or the church, we're told, is the bride. So, who is invited? Well, everyone's invited. Some people, though, think that they are just too busy for God, or preoccupied with other interests. They don't see this as a valuable use of their time. And others are just downright hateful and violent about it, and they beat and kill those who come to tell them. And we see this, don't we, with Christians being martyred for their faith, not so much in the U.S., but in other countries that oppose the gospel. Uh, But here, God is giving a warning. There's going to be a judgment pronounced on those guests who are invited. And if they are wise, they'll heed that warning and start making plans to attend this wedding. The other thing I wanted to touch on in this is the arrogance of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They think that they know scripture better than Jesus, who is the word. So they try to use the word against him. They say, Moses said this, or it's written this, but they're misinterpreting what's written. And I think knowingly, in most cases, they try to manipulate scripture to meet their own needs. And Jesus calls them out saying, you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. Haven't you read this? And what do you think this means? You know, the devil did the same thing when he was trying to tempt Jesus, saying, the scriptures say this, so if that's true, do this. He mixed in scripture, but purposefully had the wrong conclusions drawn from it and tried to trick Jesus. So that's why it's so important that we go through the Bible for ourselves so that we know what it says and an overall context of the entire text, not just one phrase that's cherry-picked in the middle of a section. If you do that, you can justify just about anything. But if you read the entire text or section in the Bible, uh, but if you read the entire text or section, you'll get the real meaning. Well, finally, it seems that the Pharisees learned their lesson because we're told no one dared to ask him any more questions. And I don't take that to mean that we're not to ask Jesus questions if we have the right intention of the heart. It's one thing to ask about something you legitimately don't know the answer to or understand and want clarification, but it's something different when you're trying to trap him as they were. So there's a couple of thoughts that this reading fired up in me, and I trust likewise it gave you a few points to ponder as well. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for meeting with us once again. As we discussed, we know it's important to know you, your word, better so that we can better navigate life and situations that come up. Where we have confusion, help us to seek clarification so you would illuminate our path. May the one who is listening that doesn't know get light shed in their life so they will see clearly the love and the grace that you offer. And help us to spread the news to those who need to hear it. Thank you for your goodness to us. Always, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
And that is going to wrap up today's show. But don't worry, we've got another one right around the corner for you. So until we meet again, may God's blessing overflow in your life. And I pray that you'll have all that you need and will live your life fully in Him. Thanks for joining. God bless.